Welcome to episode 138 of the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. Last week we looked at how cropping is often used for artistic reasons, sometimes to overcome technical issues in capture or to bypass restrictions in your gear. Today I'll go into more details on cropping for printing for certain paper sizes and automating the process of cropping, although I don't really advise you to do this. At least uh, not on your originals anyway. There is of course an ethical discussion surrounding cropping too, uh, which I'll, I'll go into a little bit at the end of today's podcast. I would once again like to thank Keith Wolf from Florida in the US and Josephine Hughes from Dublin in Ireland for questions on this subject. So now that we know what options are available in Photoshop and Lightroom for straight cropping and rotating, let's go back to answering a major part of Josephine and Keith's questions. Both ask, uh, asked about standardizing their cropping and matching it to uh, popular photo sizes such as 5x7 or 8x10, etc. The most important thing to note with regards to cropping for certain print sizes, though, is um, don't do this to your originals. No matter how much sense it seems to make at the time, you're, you, know, you really should never throw away pixels because you never know when you're going to need them in the future. After all, if your only interest is shooting for 5x7 print, for example, you could just uh, select the smallest size JPEG to record the images in on your camera. And e you could even just go out and buy yourself a 2 megapixel camera uh, because that's all you need to make a 5x7 print, right? But we don't do that. It's highly likely that if you're listening to this podcast, which we know you are, <laughs> then you shoot more than just family snaps and it, it also is highly likely that if you shot something out of this world you'd want to print it at a larger size than 5x7 at some time. Uh, so let's not restrict your choices unnecessarily. And I'm not, I mean the, the, the number of megapixels is kind of a tongue-in-cheek um, example but really as we see and um, there are other reasons why you don't want to crop um, at least your base files, your originals. Even if you use Lightroom, which saves the crop information separately and doesn't actually alter the base file, another important thing to note is that one crop doesn't fit all paper sizes. Many of the paper sizes that are available to us uh, to either print on ourselves or to have photos printed on at the you know your, your photography stores uh, have different aspect ratios. Many digital cameras start off with an aspect ratio of 3 by 2 which is um, the aspect ratio of a 35mm film or a full-size sensor and the APS-C sizes, you know, all of the normal 35mm type DSLR uh, cameras that we have available at the moment. Um, some shoot in uh, a 4 by 3 aspect ratio as well which is the same as the computer screens before the, the wide screens, computer screens started to become popular. Um, if your camera shoots 3 by 2 ratio and you crop for a 5 by 7 inch print, you'll lose a small 
slither of pixels from each side or the you know the top the longer edges of the print of your image if you crop for an 8 by 10 inch print however you'll lose just over twice as much from either end of the image if you crop for an 8 by uh, 8.5 by 11 inch print then you'll get a little bit back so you can see that you know it it they're all slightly different they're all they can be considerably different um, and this means that automatically cropping your images down with no regard to their final use or automatically in post-processing is going to cause you problems later, especially if you're working in Photoshop, as it will apply the crop to your images and then throw away the extra pixels. What I suggest is that if you want to prepare photos for any particular print size, go ahead and make a copy of the original. If you use JPEGs, this is not such a big deal when it comes to disk space either. If you use RAW, you might want to output JPEGs to a separate folder and or use a different naming convention, say by appending the word uh, print to the end of each file or something like that. If you use Lightroom, you could also consider using virtual copies as this does not actually duplicate the print. But management's going to get a little bit of a pain there. Um, so I, I really don't suggest you do that either. By the way, we won't be looking at any more cropped photos today, but I'm going to throw uh, a favorite cropped image into the audio files uh, and the feed just for something to look at. Anyway, let's take a look at how you actually apply the, the right aspect ratio for a certain paper size. Well, the cropping tools in both Photoshop and Lightroom have the ability to select or define preset cropping uh, aspect ratios. In Photoshop, after you select the crop tool, there's another uh, little crop tool icon that appears in the top left of the screen with the, you know, that small black sort of um, the set squares, and it's got a triangle uh, to the right of that pointing downwards, indicating that there are options to view. If you click on the triangle, you'll see lots of presets. If you've already made some changes to the settings, you can, you know, to, to create a new um, aspect ratio, then you can click the little page icon on the right of this menu, which is to create a new tool preset. The width and height and also the resolution of the crop will be saved to that preset. This may sound a little bit complicated, but basically if you want to crop your image to a 5 by 7 inch format, just select the 5 by 7 inch preset and make your selection. The, selected, uh, the selection rectangle will be restricted to an aspect of 5 by 7. Now, Photoshop is not very clever in one respect or of course it could be me that's not very clever for not figuring this out but if you are cropping a landscape aspect image and select the 5x7 preset it still draws a portrait aspect rectangle you have to hit the two arrows um, between the width and the height fields to switch the values around making it the same aspect ratio as your image this is the best way that I can see in Photoshop to crop your image to a specific aspect ratio Lightroom, in my opinion, wins out here again, though. In Lightroom, you also have the presets, um, you know, pretty similar to what we've just spoken about. They can be found, again, in the toolbar under the image when you've hit R for rotate on your keyboard. 
and that enters you into the crop and rotate mode. You'll see a padlock that will appear locked or unlocked. If it's locked, um, it, you know, it means that you can't change the aspect ratio when dragging the nodes of the cropping frame around. If you want to be able to freely change the ratio, just click on the padlock to open it, or vice versa. To select a preset size, again, say you want to crop to the 5 by 7 ratio, just hit the little up and down arrows to the right of the padlock after it says Aspect Original, unless you already changed it, of course. So, how Lightroom excels here is because when you select 5x7 it automatically crops the top and the bottom of the image equally to make it uh, fit to that aspect ratio. If you want to crop but leave the maximum area of the photograph still available this feature removes the necessity to make the selection manually. If you wanted to crop further with the same ratio just uh, drag the nodes as before. The aspect will be locked at 5x7 or whatever you selected and so there's really no need to worry about that an anymore. Even if you had unlocked the aspect ratio earlier it will be locked when you select a preset. All is very easy indeed. If you are using Lightroom though I should note that I personally don't do any cropping at all for printing specifically as Lightroom allows me to do it on the fly with a few checkboxes. Basically, I've created a number of printing presets that specify the size of the margin that I'll leave around the image, and it also specifies the cell size into which the photograph will be placed. If I want to um, leave an image uncropped, leaving uh, you know a little more room either side or the top and the bottom of the of the cell because the aspect ratio doesn't match the cell, I do nothing more than just hit, hit the print button. If, however, I want to crop the tops or the sides of the image to match the cell size, aligning the print uh, of you know with the aspect ratio of the paper, I just hit the zoom to fill frame option at the top right uh, of you know the top of the right side toolbar in the print module. This, of course, also works if you don't use a margin printing right up to the edge of the paper. If you don't do your own printing though, and you are not happy with the automatic crops that the uh, that your photo store does, you might want to uh, crop your images to the size that you're going to get your photos printed at before you send them in, and that's really, I guess, the main use for any of uh, or for a lot of what we've been talking about. You can, of course, just crop each individually, um, and you know, if you have time, I would strongly suggest that you do this, basically because you're going to be cutting away something from the image. Say if you had a, a group photo of your family and Uncle Albert is quite close to the right side but there's a bit more space after Aunt Betty on the left, then you might want to move the crop so that Uncle Albert doesn't get cut in half and Aunt Betty is more snugly um, included on her side too. If you really want to automate this though, Here's a few possible ways to do this based on the tools available to me, basically Adobe Photoshop and Lightroom. Say you want to process a whole batch of images that uh, you know you're going to have printed at 8x10 and you pretty much know that Uncle Albert isn't too close to the edge of the frame. Uh, it would be nice to automate this task. 
rather than going through and cropping each one, if you use Lightroom, um, it's really easy to do. Once again, though, uh, before you do this, I suggest that you make copies of your images or create virtual copies if you really want to do it that way, uh, just to save yourself from having to back up your changes later, back out of your changes later as well. Once you have your copies, hit R to enter the crop and rotate mode, then select your aspect ratio for the pre from the preset pull down. Let's stick with the example of 8x10. This will automatically select your crop, so hit enter to apply it. Once you have your base crop, hit the G key to jump to the grid view and go ahead and select all of the other images that you want to apply the same crop to. It doesn't matter if they are landscape or portrait aspect as Lightroom knows about this and will crop the others correctly. Before we move to the next step, make sure that the cropped image that will act as the base is still a little lighter than the others. Um, to make you know that sort of indicates that that's the that's the the base image, and then click sync settings on the uh, bottom of the right side menu. A dialog will open, and you'll see a whole bunch of checkboxes. If all you want to do is to sync the crop, uncheck all of the other checkboxes except for the crop one. Um, below the crop checkbox, you have two options. One is uh, straight, straighten angle and aspect ratio is the other. Straighten angle uh, rotates the image by the same amount as the selected base image. So it doesn't really matter if you haven't applied any rotation. But if you, you might have done, uh, you would be better off just leaving this unchecked for a mass change like this. Just go ahead and turn on the aspect ratio checkbox here and apply the crop to all of your images. Um, basically, just have you know turn it on and go ahead and click the synchronize button. Before your eyes, once you get back to the grid mode, uh, all of you'll see all of the thumb thumbnails uh, for your selected images change to reflect the new crop. You can now go ahead and re-export these images to uh, send to your printers. Remember that, that Lightroom, won't, Lightroom won't apply the changes to your base files. It will just hold the changes in a sidecar file or in your Lightroom database. If you did make copies uh, just for this purpose, before you, you know, before you started this all off, you can just go ahead and overwrite the copies, you know, the copied files. Um, with the cropped versions. Just make sure you don't overwrite your originals. Now, if you use Photoshop and you want to do the same, uh, it's a little bit more complicated. Again, I suggest you work on copies, not your original files. Open up the first one in Photoshop and make sure that you have a preset the same size uh, that you want to crop to. Then create an action to record yourself applying that crop. Basically, you'll want to click on the little uh, page button under the Actions palette to create a new action. Give it a name that you'll recognize later, and then when you click OK, the recording will start. Once you start recording, go ahead and select the crop that you uh, just checked that you have. Make sure that the orientation is how you want it, and if it isn't, uh, the little you know, click on the little arrows between the width and the height fields to switch them over, and then make your selection. You'll need to expand um, 
you know, expand the crop out uh, to the desired size and adjust it to make sure that it's nice and central. Uh, but when you're, when you're done, hit enter to apply the crop. Then go over and hit the square on the actions palette to stop the recording. Note that you'll have to create two actions, uh, one for horizontal and one for vertical, or landscape and portrait aspect photos respectively. I suggest including information in the name of the action um, so that you know which which as, uh, which um, orientation it was, and also uh, the aspect ratio that you're cropping to. You might also want to add the name of the camera that you use to shoot the images too, because if you upgrade your camera later, you will have to, you know, it'll be different picture sizes, um, unless you buy one with the same amount of megapixels. And you'll, you'll need to create new actions anyway to cover that new camera. If you only have a few photos to resize, then you can probably just um, open them all up and run the action manually, selecting the horizontal or vertical aspect um, as necessary. If you want, you can assign a keyboard shortcut to the action to make it uh, you know, as simple as just pressing one key as you check the orientation of the images. If you have more than a few though, I would split your photos into two separate directories, one for portrait and one for landscape oriented photos, and then run the um, action as a batch process. To do this, select batch from the automate submenu under file, and you'll find there, you know, you'll find that you can add, you can select um, the action that you want, which are the ones that you've just created, and then select the folder with the images that you want to run the action on um, inside. If the files are already in the format that you want them, uh, you know, say JPEG or TIFF or whatever, then you can just select save and close for the destination and Photoshop will overwrite your originals with the cropped version. You could do more a more complicated action here and make various copies and even sort of, you know, work on your original files um, and then save to another format, uh, but I'm not going to go into all of that today. I did search around for some cropping tools, and with a quick Google search, I found some actions um, to crop for various print sizes for you, but I figured that this was not really appropriate. As most of you know, I'll, I'll, I like to only talk about things that I have first-hand experience with, and I just don't do this, so looking up something um, and then studying up on it just to, just to talk here didn't quite seem right. What I would like to say though is that if anyone does use a third-party cropping tool that you yourself have first-hand experience with, or indeed you have any other advice about cropping that I haven't covered in these two episodes, please do drop by the forum at martinbaileyphotography.com and let us know all about it. Well, having spoken about the action of cropping, we can't really leave this subject without discussing whether it's okay to even crop in the first place. For a long time, I personally used to try very hard to avoid cropping. I believe that to maintain the integrity of the art form, we should not change the photo in any way, concentrating on getting the framing as well as other aspects of the photograph right in capture. Now, I have to stress that I still believe in getting things as correct as possible in capture. Your exposure, your framing, your composition, all of these things need to be as good as you can get them in capture or you'll degrade your images as you work on them in post-processing. However, there are limitations in 
either the equipment, our budget uh, for buying the equipment, or the ability to carry the equipment. That means uh, that you know basically we we cannot always frame things exactly the way we want or the way they'll look the best. The world wasn't made to fit into a a three by two frame, and we can't always afford to carry that extra piece of kit that will enable us to frame uh, frame our subject, avoiding to need a crop. If I can't physically get close enough to my subject for any reason, for example, say I I don't have a long enough lens, or the subject is simply too far away, and there's maybe a lake or some other physical or imposed barrier between me and the subject, then I'll consider cropping to make the subject a little larger in the frame. In these cases, I'll often um, try to maintain the aspect ratio as the composition you know, may not need that to change. The framing itself changes from camera to camera though. If I were to shoot with a medium or large format camera, I might be shooting with a square format or 4x5 for example. Does that make these cameras unethical because they don't shoot a 3x2 aspect ratio? I dare say that everyone uh, will agree that this is not the case. But for the sake of argument, imagine that we said anything that is not 3x2 is unethical. What do we do? We could try to carry various camera systems that match our artistic goals for each possible situation. But this is, of course, physically very difficult and more than likely um, financially unviable. We would probably also find that once we got home and looked at what we'd shot, we'd change our minds anyway. We should remember too that the 35mm film format only came about out of necessity. It was originally movie film turned on its side and that governed the size and the aspect ratio of the format. It was just one available option to the pioneers of the system. If we look at even the most stringent of photography competition rules as well, we usually find that although photo manipulation is disallowed, cropping to a degree is allowed, along with tonal correction and other generic changes like saturation and brightness within reason. This to me indicates that cropping is generally accepted as a photographic process or enhancement. If we consider that uh, you know what we mentioned earlier too that most of the common photo sizes are not the same aspect ratio as a piece of 35mm film this probably means that even those that prefer not to crop have been you know, having their images cropped every time they got prints made for years anyway you can tell probably uh, before I even started um, this last section that I'm not against cropping images I will always try to not have to, and I ensure that I still have enough pixels to, to you know left to make a decent sized print if I do crop. But apart from that, I impose no restrictions on myself. I do, of course, though, respect the views of anyone that does not want to crop their images. And if you feel that you should not crop your images, then don't. You know, I would never try to tell someone to do something uh, that they don't want to do. After all, it's your art, not mine. There, you know, there is um, you know a great community of photographers that have um, become attached to the Martin Bailey Photography um, podcast and forum, though. So, you know, if 
if you really do have strong views on this, then let's just discuss them um, in our usual sort of professional and civil manner. So that's it for today. Please note that we will be locking the assignment album for uploads today, which is May 19th, 2008 for me, probably the end of the 18th, the Sunday for most of you. A quick scan through the abstract album shows me that you guys have had a lot of fun shooting for this assignment. You have, uh, as usual, produced some great work. Whether or not you uploaded an image, please note that voting will now start until the end of June 1st. The voting buttons are above each image in the abstract gallery and you can award one, two or three points to your third, second and first most favorite image respectively. You can change your mind as many times as you like as well so hitting the buttons as you go along is fine. You, uh, I do suggest that you come along and take a look at the gallery at mbpgalleries.com and cast your votes while you're at it. Anyway, I'll be back next week with another episode, so I'll see you then if we don't meet up in the photography forum at martinbaileyphotography.com first. Either way, you just have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye-bye. Photocastnetwork.com, your photography resource in the potosphere. Photocastnetwork.com